It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals are back in Cincinnati, and soon they're on to the New York Jets. What can they fix, and how can they fix it? Let's break it down. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all the subscribers, the followers, all the people that leave us reviews, comments, and everyone who makes us their first listen. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is presented by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You're going to get a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $100 with promo code locked on if you're a first time user. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. James, today we've got to try to look forward, I think, and we'll have time to get back into the tape as soon as that tape becomes available to us. And we'll do that on Tuesday, tomorrow with Bengal Sands, uh, according if everything goes according to plan. But before then, there are some things that I think are just obvious from watching the games you're seeing it in person from from the press box over in jerry world i'm seeing the tv copy and i think that there are some things that this team can look at and say okay these are things that we need to fix and we can start working on this immediately and some of this is tendency stuff some of this is the way the offensive line is playing together but it it starts with the quarterback and with joe burrow and burrow we've seen go from trying to force the issue in week one to looking a little frenetic in the pocket at times in week two and at other times maybe being, and maybe this is the entire offense, too conservative and other times trying to force the issue and and taking sacks instead. So things clearly not quite right right now for Joe Burrow for one reason or another. I don't think it's something that you can really synthesize into an overarching broad statement 
about his play this season other than to say he isn't right. Outside of that, the problems really, to me, vary on a play-to-play basis and require more discussion. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. I don't know when it happened, right? Because it's not like when we last saw him in February, he was having these type of issues. Now, the playoff run was grueling, and he was getting hit and hit and hit and hit, but they were still pushing the ball down the field. He was still, and I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think he was playing great or played great in Super Bowl 56, but he was still seeing things. Well, I was just inaccurate on the, the ball, and I'm not going to relive the game, but, you know, inaccurate early on the first drive, all of those things. But we didn't see this. And so now we got back-to-back weeks. All right, week one was the outlier. I get it. But now were you so concerned about turning the ball over that you held on to it and questioned what you saw? Like, is it, you know, is, is that what he's going on? Because he, he mentioned not turning the ball over like three times in that news conference. And look, I would rather fully unlock Joe Burrow with two picks than half, you know, Joe Burrow halfway doing it or half of Joe Burrow with no picks because I, I think that the offense is much better that way and much scarier for opposing defenses. And I know it's not all on Joe Burrow, and this isn't going to be a 30-minute Joe Burrow bash session, but he hasn't looked the same. It doesn't take a, a film analyst. We don't have to have Sands on. We don't need the All-22. Just watch. He doesn't look like we're used to him looking, and it doesn't seem like he's trusting his eyes or seeing the, the checkdowns that are there or, or could be there or guys that could be open on certain plays. And so – what is that? Is it the fact that he doesn't trust this line all the way yet? Is it the fact that it's a new season and he hasn't gotten a lot of reps? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that has to get fixed because let's be honest here. The reason a lot of people are excited about the Bengals, the reason they got all the way to Super Bowl 56, the reason that they are expected to make another run this year is because of Joe Burrow, not solely because of him, but it starts there and it ends there. And so that's where we should start. And I'm glad we started there today because he has not played the way you would expect Joe Bro to play. And now it's back-to-back weeks for some of the same reasons and some of the, some different reasons. Obviously, he didn't have a turnover on Sunday and was happy about that. I wonder if that was in his head going into that matchup against the Cowboys. Yeah, there were a few other things from that presser that I felt stood out. And, and the turnovers, one of them, mentioning Tampa 2, you go back and you watch a tape. It's it's not just Tampa too, and this is kind of turning into a buzzword today. Tony Pike on Twitter did a great breakdown of the differences between Cover Two and Tampa Two, and obviously Tampa Two, you know, is Tony Dungy's Bucks back in the day. Man, this isn't a new idea. This is something that's been around for a really long time, and it shouldn't be the Achilles heel of your offense, but. The thing that makes Tampa too dangerous, when you're the Bengals anyway, is if you can't block four. And the Bengals have not been able to block four in the first two weeks of the season. And I know that those four include Micah Parsons and TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Demarcus Lawrence and you know Doris Dorrance Armstrong, Armstead, one of the one of the other Dallas players who had a nice game in week two. Who? You have to be able to protect against a four-man pass rush. And this isn't just the offensive line, right? This is this is Drew Sample gave up a sack and 
hard default drew sample. This is one of the Doris Armstetter Armstrong uh, plays. Drew Sample tasked one-on-one blocking a defensive lineman. You don't want to be in that situation too often. The ball probably should have been out also. Uh, so, you know, this this is an example of how football is a team sport. But the tackles have to play better. Well, Collins needs to play better. Jonah Williams has to play better. Joe Burrow needs to do a better job of managing the pocket when there's pressure and not entirely breaking down the way that we used to criticize Andy Dalton for breaking down when there was pressure around him and overreacting to that pressure, becoming a runner instead of maintaining his poise as a passer, which is something that Joe Burrow has done well throughout his career. And I'm not doubting that he can get back to that point. When he was going well last year, that was a part of the reason. On that play to T. Higgins, on that long touchdown drive where he has to make a play outside of structure, that's Joe Burrow doing a better job of that. Although even on that play, I think a smaller adjustment in the pocket and standing in there, he has other options on the field. So there's a few things going on is the ability to block for Joe Burrow knowing where to go with the football against these cover twos where he can't go deep down the sideline because last year it felt like a lot of time, oh, there's pressure. I can huck it up to Jamar. It's not really there when the safeties are getting as wide as they're getting and teams are spending as many resources as they are on Jamar Chase on the sideline downfield. They're staying on top of that. And so this is what Joe Burrow means when he says we have to find different ways to win. He, he has to stay patient. I think not forcing the ball this week as much, right? Didn't have those head-scratching, turnover-worthy throws. But at the same time, I, I feel like he's still missing some stuff, right? And so this is, like I said, block four, know where the ball needs to go. Make good adjustments in the pocket when you can. And and again, this has to do with knowing where the ball should go. Coaches need to put receivers and, and quarterbacks and the players in a position to take advantage of these coverages and have answers to these coverages. And the, the last thing is you need to be able to run the ball against cover two shells. And that safety is going to be high. And they're going to take a guy out of the box you need to be able to run the ball to punish that, to keep the defenses honest, and the Bengals' running game has left something to be desired as well. So there's a lot going on here. Some of it is certainly the way Joe Burrow is playing and reacting, and his his processing does not seem right. We've talked about that a lot. He just doesn't seem right, but it is complicated, and, and there is a lot going on. But this is a professional football team, and cover two, Tampa two, this isn't new. There are ways to beat it. There are ways to punish it, and they just have to find it. And they knew all offseason that this was going to be what they were facing. We talked about it. They knew it. We know they knew it. That They were going to face a lot of too high, and that was going to be it. And too high, too high, too high. And so outside of Burrow, I think the biggest disappointment, and we're talking a lot about the sacks, and, and it's their inability to run the ball. Lel Collins, Alex Kappa, these dudes. I was expecting push, baby. I was expecting knocking down. I, I was expecting that. And I think that's a fair expectation with no reps, with no reps, Jake. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we should go there next and talk a little bit about the offensive line because whew, what a uh, – I'm shocked that they can't run the ball consistently. But speaking of going, we're going to go there with the run game next. But you don't want to run everywhere, and that's why you need to get Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace with Turo. You can buck any car you want, wherever you want it. 
from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles across the U.S., Canada, the U.K. You can get a classic car, a luxury car. Maybe you want something for a special event, birthday, holiday, or just an economy car, a little Daewoo to go from A to B. Well, Turo is going to have you set up right now and hook you up with the car you're looking for. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car to you if you need them to. Every trip backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive today at Turo.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We could talk running game, talk offensive line. A lot of a lot of Bengals fans really want to talk about Frank Pollock. I think that maybe there's a conversation to be had about Frank Pollock. I think that there are some things that Frank Pollock has done well. There's some development you can see in these players. And, and then there's some areas where you're like, man, what is going on with these tackles? What is going on with Jonah Williams? I thought Jonah Williams was going to take a step this year, man. Been a step back instead in, in too many ways and was a little bit better in week two, but there's a pretty big sack that stands out when you reflect on the tape. You, you think about Lel Collins coming in and just doesn't quite look ready. And, and maybe you're starting to see why his contract is what it is, or maybe he'll, he'll get it sorted, right? There's a lot of talent in that player. And so it's, it's going to be a long season. Maybe this is just going to take time. You talked about reps and, and they didn't have them, but a bigger problem something that we talked about last week, something that we're talking about again this week, is that their formations are allowing teams to key and tee off. And, and some of this is going empty. You go empty on first down. And early downs, by the way, have been a big problem. The, the, the Bengals have been bad on first and second down. That makes it hard to be good on offense. And, and the only reason that they scored that touchdown yesterday was because they converted a bunch of third downs and a fourth down on that drive. 19 plays. Anyway, beside the point, early downs do need to be better. Some of that is running the ball, but some of some of the problems with the running game are they're they're running their run pass split on first down is almost equal. And when they go under center, they're running the ball 90% plus of the time. And there will always be a higher run percentage when you're under center. But it, they need to make the defense's job harder when it comes to, do I sell out to stop the run? Do I sell out to rush the passer? Because you can do things that are predictable and say, okay, we're going to out execute. We're just going to beat you, even though you know what's coming, but you can't do it for a whole game. That's really hard. It is. And you're right. I mean, I, I remember there was one play action pass. I believe. Right. It, do I have that right? It was T Higgins. Um, Outside of that, I, that was a good I don't one. remember. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. A good one, right? So, but I shouldn't be saying. Well, there was this one. <laughs> that's that's the clear indicate. Oh, there's this one that I remember. I went to Jerry World and there was lights and it was shining bright and there was one play action pra- pass that that stands like. 
you're right. I mean, they're predictable. Their quarterback isn't playing their, his best. The the offensive line is certainly feeling its way through things. They can't run the ball. I mean, what do they do well? Coming into this year, what were my expectations? 30 points per game. I thought Mixon was going to have a career year. I thought they'd be able to push the ball down the field after getting these teams out of the, the Tampa 2 or the cover 2 or the too high, whatever the hell you want to say. And they haven't been able to do that. Instead, they've had 37 points total in two games, 37. That is – I have words for it, and I actually don't want to get in trouble with the network by saying the wrong words, Jake, so I'm not going to. But that's unacceptable. And so I do think that they're going to have to get this ground game going. I think when you're thinking about answers – finding solutions to getting this offensive line more comfortable, getting Burrow more comfortable. Okay, well, what what if Joe Mixon's averaging five yards a carry and they're playing ahead, you know, it's second and four instead of, you know, second and 12 after a hold or second and 14 or after, a, you know, a false start and a one-yard run, something like that. So I think that might be the key, but I don't know if they can do it. I was expecting them to be able to do it against the Steelers. I remember yeah. I, we could cold take my messages to you before that Steelers game about how I thought this run game was just going to be able to go against Pittsburgh and beat them up. And and then I, I certainly thought they'd be able to run against Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, well, they, they didn't either. And so why would I expect them to run against the Jets? There are certain tendencies – and credit the Bengals. Uh, I Some people didn't necessarily interpret this the right way, but the first play of the game for the Bengals is a straight drop back for Joe Burrow from under center. That's a combo breaker, man. That's a huge tendency yep. breaker. I reacted big time to that play because they don't do that. So next two plays are runs from shotgun. Again, running from shotgun, not something they never do, but generally speaking, that is a tendency breaker. And then they're down 14-3. And now the offense is, you know, it is what it is at that point that they're, they're going to what they think they do best to try to get back in the game and, and, and get back on the scoreboard. But you're right. The, the run game, Joe Mixon hasn't been great. The blocking hasn't been great. If there is something that the offensive line left to be desired in week two on the interior, who, uh, you know, I think they pass protected generally speaking really well against the Cowboys and they had the easier job. There's no Micah Parsons there. They, they, the run blocking, the, the synchronization of the offensive line on running plays needs to be a little bit better, I think. And this is something that will become clear when we have a chance to look at the tape and look at the all 22. But the Bucks were able to run on the Cowboys and they lost an offensive lineman early in that game. And uh, Joe Mixon needs to maybe get down get downhill a little bit faster maybe we need to see him break a few more tackles and this is stuff that can come these are talented players and this is you know why when we talk about this stuff it could get better next week it could be that the jets are are a get right team but i'm not counting on it like right now i, I need to see them do the thing before i expect them to do the thing again this is you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice well now shame on us because we've been fooled two weeks now talking about this offense's touchdown favorites going against defenses that have clear vulnerabilities that they haven't been able to take advantage of. And so, you know, next week it's Jonathan Franklin Myers and Sheldon Rankins and Quincy Williams, or, or not Quincy Williams, sorry, Quinnen Williams and Carl Lawson. 
There's no Micah Parsons there. There's no Cam Hayward there. There's no TJ Watt there. There are solid players there. Can, can they go? Can they go beat them? Can they win in the trenches? Because that's where they put. That's what their offseason was. It was we're going to have the same team with three or four better offensive linemen. That was the plan, right? So far, that plan has not borne fruit. No, it it hasn't. And I I don't think it's all like I I think and, and there's been debate about offense. Um, a lot of debate and conversation about it. Like, I think Volson's been okay. I don't think he's been this, you know, awful fourth rounder from a one double A school and, and just looks overwhelmed. I think he handled himself well with, you know, a tough matchup last week. And then this week, you know, with the, the Cowboys, you never know if Parsons is going to be lined up and matched up against him, which I didn't notice much of, uh, by the way. So I'm not sure if there was much of that. So, um, which I was fearful of going into the game. So it, it's not all bad, but it has to get fixed quick. Elise wrote about this for all. 38 of 400 teams, 0-2, made the playoffs. And I know there's that 17th game, but, man, I, it's just play were like the, the bare minimum, Jake. <laughs> like, I, I'm th- we were thinking divisions and mm-hmm. advancing and all of those things. And you lose to Mitch Trubisky, and then you lose to well, – what was that Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush? I just it, – it's hard to rebound. Um, but they can, and that's the thing, is is they still can, and they're going to have a five-day span in which they can really change things around, starting with the Jets on Sunday. Yeah, and it has to start there, right? Because that is the standard that they've set for themselves, that is set with the fans at this point. You go to a Super Bowl, expectations are going to be high, and – Clearly, this team has not come out early, ready to deal with the target on their back. There have been a lot of questions about coaching as this team tries to deal with the target on its back. There will need to be adjustments. The defense been pretty good. There's probably some, some things that we can talk about there as well. As the Bengals try to shift gears and get back into the winning column, we'll finish the show there coming up next. But first, well, it's time to play prize picks you're talking daily fantasy what's prize picks well prize picks is awesome because what you do is you pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry it's that simple so if you want to pick patrick mahomes to throw for more than 320 yards or derrick henry to run for less than this or cooper cup to have over a half of a touchdown or that's it it's daily fantasy. You can win. All you have to do is outsmart the prize picks projection. And you're not competing against other people. It's you versus those projections. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. It's not just the NFL. They got college football. They got NBA, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And withdrawals, are they tough? No, they're safe and they're fast. And it's currently operational in over 30 states, including Canada. So, Jake, can wager all the prize picks wagers he wants to. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you're going to get 100. Deposit 25, you'll get 25. Again, promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with Prize Picks. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. James, let's wrap the show with a bit of a conversation about coaching. It's the first thing that, that people want to scapegoat, right? When when things go wrong, the the tendency is you blame what you could blame before. You don't blame the golden boy QB. You certainly don't blame the skill players. And for the most part, the skill players have done nothing wrong. I think Hayden Hurst has been a nice addition. I think Jamar Chase is still really good. I think T. Higgins is still really good. And I think there have been opportunities for Tyler Boyd where Joe Burrow hasn't pulled the trigger. And so I have no complaints about the skill guys. People don't want to complain about Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow needs to be better. People want to point fingers at Frank Pollock and Zach Taylor. And hey, there's probably some credence to that stuff, right? Because there have been some questionable decisions and there have been some things. We talk about structure. We talk about needing to be less predictable. That stuff that comes back to this coaching staff, things that they can control, things that they can address. It's never that simple. but And so I'm just throwing that caveat out there. But this coaching staff, I'm sure, will be pointing the finger at themselves in some ways too and saying, hey, we need to put our players in better positions. They do. You know, the, the honeymoon is over. I think that's that's the fair part about this coaching staff at this stage. Like the the Frank Pollock glass eater stuff is great. And I don't think he's a bad coach by any stretch. But people are frustrated and they're sick of watching Joe get hit. And I don't blame them. Um, the the Zach Taylor run to the Super Bowl, it's so much fun, game ball thing. That that runs out when you start losing. It, and they've lost two games. It's not like they lost to the Bills and Chiefs. And it was close, and they lost by field goal in the last second against those teams. They lost against teams that no one really thinks is going to make the playoffs now, especially with Dak out and Cooper Rush in for the Cowboys. So that's the part of it. And so when you look at it, and this offense struggles, you, you had the questionable game decisions. And I, I think there was a couple of those against the Cowboys. They weren't as bad against the Steelers uh, as they were against the Steelers, but like the fourth and six, come on, man, get points somehow. Get points somehow. I called it Money Mac for a reason, right? In in now a day later, looking back, whew, honestly, I, I probably, I, I think a lot of people would have went for it. I think I would have said, all right, let's kick the field goal. Cal Adamitis has snapped for months now. He's not new. He's new to fans. He's not new to anyone else. I think they would have been fine. I think that unit would have been fine. And you get three there and it gives you a little, uh, a, a little momentum maybe, but certainly put some points on the board, but it's easy for me to say in hindsight, I did tweet it at the time and I felt that way. And so I, I think that's what I would have done, but even the, the lack of, and this is what gets me. And I wonder where this came from. Is this coaching? Is this Burrow? Is this them worried about Burrow and how he's playing? But the the 19-play drive was a snooze fest, Jake. It was slow motion. This should be this upbeat, high-tempo offense. That looked like the offense that was on the field week two 
in Joe Burrow's primetime NFL debut on a Thursday night football game where he threw 61 passes and they slowly moved the ball down the field because they couldn't block anyone. Like, that's how that offense looked. Uh, 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 just too many plays, took too long. And uh, I, I wonder why there wasn't more urgency on that drive. So, if in, in part of that has to be coaching. So, that's mm-hmm. something looking back that, that really stands out to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talk about the slow starts as well. We've been talking about them for years. It needs to change. There, there's nothing Brutal. else you can really say about it but when you when you can't move the ball early you know joe burrow saying stuff like the defense we got is not what we got on tape jamar chase saying stuff like we need to adjust faster in game uh you can't you can't do that that's that's how you lose to bad teams we've seen it two weeks in a row it's cost them games for for the last couple of years and so where does Zach Taylor's leash run out? Well, with Mike Brown, I don't expect any of these coaches are feeling a ton in the way of job security hot seat right now. But with fans, you know, fans are ready to blow the thing up. And and winning, snapping off a winning streak would, would go a big way in, in yeah. quieting those fans. But you can't take back losses to Cooper Rush and, and to Mitch Trubisky. Good defenses, apparently, um, or at least problematic defenses for the Bengals. The Bengals have things to figure out. They have adjustments to make, and it, it's the coaching, it's the tackles, it's Joe Burrow, it's Lou Anarumo a couple times a game, this defensive line rotation we could talk about, you know, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard playing in t- essentially entire games out there. DJ Reader being absolutely the glue for this team. Logan Wilson, he's been a, he's been another bright spot this year. The, the Bengals have have some good players on that defense, and um, generally, like I've said, they, they've played disciplined football. But the pass rush is missing. Remember, go back mm-hmm. to the offseason. We were talking about like, are, are they really expecting Joseph Osai to be this guy? And the game scripts have not been pass rush favorable, and I get that. They haven't been in positions where they can just pin their ears back. But Joseph Osai is playing five-tech, where Trey Hendrickson is playing wide nine in pass rushing situations. They're putting those guys next to each other, which is cool. But can't we find other ways to get Joseph Osai some opportunities? Maybe not, because there aren't very many pass rushing snaps for this team right now. B.J. Hill... I thought had a tough first half. I thought bounced back with a really good second half, but they're missing that dynamic interior pass rusher as well. I th- maybe they thought Joseph Osai would, would help in that area. Cam Sample would help in that area, but the pass rush has left something to be desired, I think, in some of the clear passing situations through two games. The Dallas Cowboys weren't running a smoke and mirrors. We don't have a quarterback offense. So that's the difference. And still the pass rush, you know, needs to be a little bit better. They get statuesque Joe Flacco next week and, Hey, he just had a really nice game against Miles Garrett and Javion Clowney. So another week, another challenge. And we're talking about the Jets as a challenge. That tells you where our confidence level is in this team right now. That's fair. It's fair. Yeah, you can't overlook anybody now. I mean, it's it's that simple. It's ridiculous. But it is where the, this team is. And, man, it just feels – it feels like the 06 squad 
It does. It just feels like, ah, oh, we're going to run it back and it's going to be great and things are going to – and it's just not – something's off. Something's not clicking, right? Um, you could say the T.O. Chad year, but that was such a crazy year after the 9 run. Uh, I don't think it's that. But they better adjust and they better get to winning. And if anyone can do it, if anyone can fix it, I do think it starts with nine. I do think he's different. I'm not going to bail after two yeah. weeks, right? And I'm not going to fire Zach Taylor after two weeks, or, you know, or anything like that because I'm just not there. But they have to be better all around. And in that, it's got to start this week against the New York Jets because if CJ Uzama, and he missed last week, but if CJ Uzama is doing the gritty in the end zone, and Carl Lawson is is doing sack celebrations. My God, that's uh, that would just be insult to injury. I think <laughs> from a, from a former Bengal standpoint, dancing on the and two Bengals. So they're going to have yeah. to get it right and get it done. And it starts with the Jets on Sunday, and then they have a short week. I mean, real short week. So, and, and you're going to start facing good offenses starting with those Dolphins. Short week and. Two clones at wide receiver, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, th- those guys did some fun things against Baltimore to help the Bengals, by the way. And and now the Bengals will certainly have to deal with that and to a tongue of Iloa. But you know, this kind of comes back to Joe Burrow. And and what do we always say? Don't bet against Joe Burrow. Don't doubt Joe Burrow. Well, he's rewarded that mentality many times in his career so far. Not yet this season, but that could start as soon as week three. And then we'll see it. As soon as we know that Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, then the way that we feel about this team can change just like that. That's that easy. And we'll see if Joe Burrow can do it in week three. We're going to get into the film tomorrow with Bengals underscore Sands, Mike Santagata. Hopefully we will get that tape and get that show going tomorrow. And then we shift our focus. Wednesday comes, we start talking about week three. So we'll have you covered here with another crossover as the Bengals prepare for the Jets and then our game preview later this week as the Bengals look to get into that winning column. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.